Welcome to the Run for God Run Club, where you will find God in a runner's space. Welcome to the Run for God Run Club. This is your one stop each week to be motivated and inspired to get off the couch and onto the running trail where you can, in turn, inspire others to do the same. Let's learn, laugh, and leap into running together, giving God the glory for what we are able to do in His name. Amen. I am your running host, Dean Thompson, here to recap last weekend's festivities at the Run for God 5K is Run for God founder, Mitchell Hollis. Thanks for having me, Dean. You know, it really wasn't just a 5K. It wasn't. It was a, It was an incredible weekend. For those listening that, that weren't here or don't know what went on, but we had a, uh, for months, we've been encouraging people um if you're part of Run Club, we're going to give you a free entry to the 5K that we hold. Used to it was Run at the Mill, 5K, 10K, Half Marathon. Last year during COVID, it kind of changed that. We turned it into a 5K and 10K at at our church piece of property. You and I built a cross-country trail years ago for mm-hmm. some of the local cross-country teams. And we thought, well, we'll move the race there. And we realized, man, this is a lot easier to do it on a closed course where you yeah. don't have to worry about cops and all that kind of stuff and and then just the half marathon that's um that's a those longer distances are tough to manage on open roads out there and so we moved it there for corona so we could distance people and then this year we decided to do it there again and just dropped it down to a 5k and we invited people from run club to come join us it would be a free entry but they had to they had to get there and it was crazy we had people from 31 states Amazing. come in for this weekend. So we had the race on Saturday. We did a little course preview for a few people that could come. It was kind of a last-minute thing on Friday. We had the race on Saturday. Then Saturday night, we had a time, a dinner, um, where we brought everybody together who come into town. Had almost 200 people uh, show up for this dinner. We had praise and worship. We had a game time. <laughs> you had everybody playing Simon Says. I didn't think you were going to get everybody out. Uh, we we needed a nuclear option because uh, we had some good people that play Simon Says. Yeah, we did. We did. But it was fun. Yeah, and then we all showed up for church Sunday morning, and yeah. uh, we probably had 150 people. I mean, it packed our church out on Sunday morning, and it was just – it was an awesome weekend. So what what was your favorite what was your favorite part of the weekend, if you had to take away – Boy, so many things, and I think probably my favorite part of the weekend was just meeting everybody. You would think that the idea of having the 5K is pretty cool, and of course being at the church and and worshiping together was really cool, but just getting a chance just to talk to these individuals that we've we've kind of become family online. You know, Mm -hmm. we see them all the time. You've kind of got to know them, at least their digital footprint, and then to get them face to face and just talk with these folks. And, um, I know we're in the age of COVID, but uh, the, it was hard not to hug people. High fives, handshakes and hugs. They were going around pretty rampantly. Yes, they were, but we were outside. Yeah. Uh, and so it was all good and just getting a chance to get to talk to all those people was just, it was magical. You know what I was really encouraged about was, it seems like in today's age in our society, people online are not who they are in person. 
But this group is different. Yeah. I, I think who we see on the Run Club group is exactly who we met this weekend. We don't have a lot of the glamour selfies. We have come as you are selfies. You know, I talk about Elizabeth, who you can see right here. You know, they're so real in their their post, as is everybody in this group. And that was, as far as the group goes, that was the thing that really encouraged me the most. Is just how real and genuine and and supportive. Yeah, th- this group is just awesome. Did you ever think that this would turn into what it's turned into? No, quite frankly, I remember when we were planning this and we were saying, how many people do you think will show up if we offer this for free? And I think you might have said, you know, over a 100. And and my thoughts were, I don't know that that many folks are going to come. And then when I saw where people were coming from. Alaska. Alaska, (laughs) California. uh, Just, I mean, just people coming from way far away. And we say this, we say people came from all over the country to run a 5K. No. No, they didn't. They didn't. They came to meet the folks that are a part of this club. And it just tells you just how important this club is to people that they would come and travel for all that time just to come and meet some folks that they see online every day. Yeah. Yeah, it was funny. The end of last week before everybody, I guess, left to head this way. Everybody was talking about, I got a 10 hour drive ahead of me. I got a 12 hour flight ahead of me. I've got, and it was just, I remember just thinking, this is so much bigger than us. Yeah. I mean, it really is. I yeah. run for God in general has just, it, it's, it's become something that I could have never in my wildest dreams imagined that it would turn into this. And, you know, we just we just did one of our uh, lessons a few minutes ago, and we talked about how it's it's not anything you or I doing. We're, no. we're just the guys that get up here and stumble over our words and talk and 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 try to put lessons out there. What makes this group is the group. Yeah. It's the group of people that make it up, and it was just it was incredible. And I, I think I, you know, if I try to pick out moments in the weekend, there's there's so many of them, but I think the one for me that really got me was we had a, a time for for sharing, and you've you've heard us talk about George on here, and 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 George finally shared his side of the story, and yeah. some people might be wondering what I'm talking about, but two years ago at Run at the Mill, uh, which is was this same race, but it's when it used to be the 5K, 10K, and half marathon, um, you know that race had never had rain. And for the whole week leading into that race, there was no rain in the forecast until Friday morning. And rain pops up in the forecast for Saturday morning, and it just really got me in a bad mood on Friday. You know, Fridays before a race are pretty stressful anyway, setting yeah. up and just getting yeah. everything ready. It's a stressful time. Take I guess it. that's why you cut out of town this year. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um but it was just one of those days where, you know, it was stressful enough, and then they're calling for rain the next morning, which really just, I love to run in the rain, but I don't like to put a race on in the rain because there's so yeah. many logistics of yeah. sound systems and what is everybody, does everybody really like to run in the rain and, you know, race day registration and there's all that stuff. So I was just in a bad mood that Friday, honestly. And um, I went home that evening, and usually Friday nights is when I get alone and just, 
think about what I'm going to say the next morning because if you've ever been to our races, we have the announcements and we have the national anthem and we have prayer and then we put everybody out to run. Well, during those announcements, I usually have about two or three minutes where I just say what God's laid on my heart. And I plan that on Friday night. And uh, that year, Friday night, I was just, I was upset that night. It was going to rain and I was just pouting. I was having a pity party and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to bed. And so I went to bed and I didn't plan. And I uh, got up the next morning, came into the race course and sure enough, you remember it, it mm-hmm. was already starting to rain. We looked at the radar and it just did not look good for the race time. And, and, uh, so I hadn't even given the announcements another thought until Ted Gokey, who, who does all of our MCing and our events, I heard him start calling my name. Mitchell, will you come to the stage? It's about time to get this show on the road. And it, it's when it hit me. I haven't planned. Yeah. I don't know what I'm going to say. This is going to be a disaster because we, we've talked about this before. I am a planner. Mm-hmm. I need to have what I'm saying planned out. Even though it may not be scripted, I've at least got bullet points of what I'm going to say. And, and I didn't have that. And so here I am walking up, probably 500 people or with spectators, probably closer to a thousand people are sitting there staring at where I'm about to be standing. And I'm walking up and I'm thinking, this is it. I'm going to make a fool of myself. I might even fall over because I'm just so <laughs> nervous walking up. And I'll never forget. I got up and, and I, I looked at the crowd and I said, I usually have some kind of talk where I talk about, do you know that you know? And so I got up and I said, if you were to get out here on this road and you were to get hit by a truck, do you know where you're going to spend eternity? And Dean, as soon as I said that, I thought, you moron, what did you just do? Here we are about to put all these people out on Georgia Highway 2, and I'm talking about getting hit by a truck. And I handed the mic off to my pastor, Charlie, who did the prayer and then the national anthem. And I got down off that trailer and I thought, that was terrible. Mm. That I completely messed God up here. I just, I had an opportunity and I failed. And the whole morning I was just in a pity party. And so we got, um, we got ready for the award ceremony. And I was, uh, you and I were doing the awards and I could tell something was going on under our church had a tent set up where they were doing coffee and things and, and Mark Yoho was there with his 10-foot cross and ready to talk to people. And I could see something going on over there, but we really couldn't pay attention because we were doing the awards. And afterwards, my mom came up to me, and uh, she said, Mitchell, there's a gentleman that you need to meet. And and I love telling this part of the story because it's the story of my life. She used to do this when I was a kid. But if you remember when you are young, your mom getting you under that tender part of your below your bicep, and she just pinched it. At 40-something years old, my mom gave me this pinch, and she said, uh, you need to come meet this gentleman. Yep. And I turned around, and I came face-to-face with a gentleman by the name of George Williams. And that morning, George rocked my world because George asked me. His first question to me was something to the effect, Mitchell, why did you say what you said the way you said it this morning? 
And here I am thinking, oh, I'm about to have to apologize to this guy. That was out of line and called for. He probably had a car get too close to him, and he was mad about what I said or whatever. And uh, before I could get anything out, he said, I've been playing church for over 40 years, and I got that right this morning. And it just completely set me back on my feet thinking how arrogant are we sometimes that we think we can mess God up. I wanted eloquent words. I wanted something profound to say and, you know, like we all do. But that's not what God wanted that day. And that's not what George needed to hear. And I look back on it now and that was all his plan. The rain moving in, everything building up to that moment on that trailer my bluntness and what I thought was messing God up was exactly what was speaking to George's heart. Including the part of you learning that lesson. Exactly. The whole thing was yeah. God. And so the coolest part to me about this weekend was George got up and he shared his side of that story. So I introduced George by telling what I just said and then to hear George yeah. share his heart. I mean, it's just, we've had hundreds of salvations. Um, God has brought many people to the foot of the cross through this ministry. There again, not anything you or I do. Mm. But that one to me is so special because there were so many lessons that God showed me. Just like we say people who teach this course. yeah, You're going to learn, God is going to show you so much through this process and you're going to get more out of it than the students by which you're teaching. And that's exactly what God did to me in that moment. And that was probably my favorite part of the weekend. If I had to put one thing on it was, was that one thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that was pretty, George is one special dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just getting a chance to, to, Hug him and tell him I loved him. And so many times that, that replayed over and over again because the people that are in this club, they're just precious people. Mm-hmm. And it was just so special to get a chance to, to meet all of those people who have stories not unlike George's. Not mm-hmm. all, all of them have George, not, none of them have George's story, but they all have their own story. And some of them have come from backgrounds that are pretty tough. Some of them have come from backgrounds that are just fine and they didn't have a super tough road. Uh, but but they're there, and we're all there in that same place together. How about this? How about you mentioned the rain at the run at the mill back <laughs> a couple of years ago? How about the rain this weekend? I mean, it was it. First of all, the night before, I was getting emails for the last three days leading up to the race, going all week. Oh yeah, what are we gonna do if it if the rain is really bad on Saturday? They were calling for bad storms. Right. Saturday morning right. at nine o'clock. Yeah, and I remember somebody saying, what are we going to do if it rains? I said, we're going to stomp around in the puddles. That's what <laughs> we're going to do. But it it was just, it was amazing with, I mean, even up to the night before, we're thinking, okay, it's going to it's gonna be ugly in the morning. It's Six just gonna o'clock be, in the morning. Gonna, yeah, it's going to be something we're just going to have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And then it got close to race time, and right around race time, the faucet just shut off. Mm-hmm. We ran this whole race and took an hour and seven minutes, I think, for everybody to finish. And I mean, just about the time we got everybody done and gathered up and back up under the pavilion, boom, here comes the rain again. 
it was absolutely, don't tell me that God can't do anything. Well, you know, the funny thing about that was the night before, the day before I mentioned we had a little course preview. And uh, George was there. Him and his wife came. And so we, we walked the trail and, and I was belly aching a little bit about the rain. <laughs> and I forget what I, I wasn't even thinking about. But George, I don't remember what George said, but he said something to the effect of God does some pretty special things in the rain or something like that. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, your whole story came as a result of God bringing rain to a race and getting me in a tizzy. And and it was it was just it was hilarious. But, yeah, that I mean, Saturday morning I woke up. I think I woke up at 545. Race was supposed to start at nine. And the first thing I did was I grabbed my phone and I looked at the radar, and this red blob was just coming up through central Alabama, just headed right toward Dalton, Georgia. Even when I got to the race site, this red blob is coming and coming, and then it's like it just started to break up, started to move a little bit west, and then about race time, it just completely went away. You know, we've had this happen before at a triathlon several years ago, and it was even worse that time. I mean... It was 30 minutes before the race was starting, and it was lightning and thundering and just two inches of water on the field where we were had our finish line, and 15 minutes before the race started, it just parted the Red Sea. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We were just about to cancel the race. We were. We were about to cancel the race. I said 15 minutes before, we'll make the call. Yep. And That's when it cleared up. I mean, we had coaches of teams coming up to us saying, you really need to cancel this. And I'm like, no, nope, we're, we're waiting till 15 till. Cause to this day, I've still never canceled a, a practice for any sporting events we have. And I've never canceled a race. And God's kept that at a hundred percent right now, as of now. So it may change next year, but yeah, I mean, the, I, the whole rain thing was just crazy. I tell you what else too. I, you know, that morning I was so excited for all of those folks. And before the thing started, I think you asked the question, how many of you here are running your first 5K? And I saw there were a lot of hands that went up, as there always are at almost every one of our races. But there was a particularly large number. When you asked how many people are here from Run Club, it was amazing that half the the group was was Run Club, or maybe even more than that. Uh, but we ran this this race and so as everybody's running i'm so i'm, I'm just pumped mm-hmm. i am i'm tired right now i had two hours of sleep the night before mm-hmm. but i am pumped up and i am hollering for everybody as they're coming through each lap I, i'm giving high fives and you know we were headed toward the the barbecue a little bit later and i was thinking i was i was doing the games and i was thinking I don't know if I'm going to be able to talk. <laughs> my, my voice, I had this really scratch because I was yelling so loud and getting so excited. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but I made it through. I made it through. And uh, the this is one of the things about the whole weekend. Um, a lot of the folks that were at the race know this, but I came from Iowa the day before. Mm-hmm. I was in Iowa where my college cross-country team had, did an amazing job. And it was so special to watch these girls who I watched work their hearts out day in and day out. It was so special to watch them to do something really special. And it was kind of a mountaintop experience that day. Mm -hmm. And then I come the next day, and 
the mountain gets even higher mm-hmm. with this group and getting a chance to meet all of these people. And I told somebody, I don't know if my heart could have stood anymore. It was just so incredibly awesome this whole weekend. This may be the best weekend of my life. I, I mean that sincerely. Yeah, you know, when we, we started Run Club, what, last February, something like that? Yeah. You know, we, we kind of sat around and we thought, will, will this work? I mean, there's there's lots of run clubs out there. There's mm-hmm. there's lots of training groups out there. Will this really work? Does does this does this sauce mix well together? This weekend said yes. I mean, we've we've been at this for over a year now. Um, this is podcast. I don't know what number is this. Fifty five, six, six, something like that. Yep. Um, but so many people. You know, we were worried so much about the race, and and I remember I talked to to I think it was Jean a couple nights before she came in from Alaska a few days early. She actually had dinner over at Gay and Shannon's one night. And well, I, you know, I love to do the drop in, um, come in unannounced, honking the horn, and my wife's hiding under the seat. She's so embarrassed. <laughs> well, we went in, and I just wanted to meet Jean. I mean, this lady come from Alaska. I wanted to go meet her, and. Um, she said, yeah, I'm excited about the 5K, but that's not why I'm here. Yeah. You know, we're so worried about the race, and most of these people that come run the race, they don't really care. They're just wanting to meet this group of – it's it's like a bunch of best friends now, yeah. especially now that we've got to meet them. So if, if you're out there listening to this and you're part of Run Club and you didn't make the trip, number one, this is going to be an annual event. Yeah. We're doing this every year. We may have way too many people on that course next year. <laughs> And we'll figure that out. Well, maybe we do different heats or whatever. But we're doing this again next year because... Well, this group doesn't mind being closer together. Sure. We know that. So it's all good. Yeah. Now, those first place guys, they had a little bit of a problem with the lap traffic and all. But that was... I'm not worried about them. Nah. I'm, I'm worried about all these awesome people. But if you're listening to this, and I've already seen the comments. I wish I would have made it. They sit in the pictures. They're here in the 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 stories and you need to come to this yeah you need to come to this and i want to challenge everybody who was here um i want to make this run club bigger and better we i think you and i have caught the glimpse that this can make a huge impact we we don't even know the impact that it can make yeah but go out there and share share your experiences and and help us build this club bigger. We're about to do some some more promotion to, to really build this thing. We, we started yesterday the 10K Challenge, um, which, by the way, if you don't know, the ebook is out there now. We really didn't tell anybody that that was coming because we didn't know if it was going to be quite ready yet, but it is there. Uh, you can go on the, the Run Club store and get the – the ebook. Have you ever used an ebook? I have never used an ebook. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. I have. Yes. You know, I really haven't either. I think I have some, but I really never flipped through them. But in doing this, I learned a lot about it. It's really cool. Yeah. The cool thing about it is it's always with you. If you've got your phone, you've got it. You've got it. You yeah. know, and and so you can kind of flip through it, and it's it's really cool. We yeah. didn't know if we'd have it ready or not. We don't have a printed version um, because we literally just got the book done last week um so go out there and pick that up and that's the 10k challenge it's the 10k challenge which we started last night right uh sunday night um and 
yeah, I I kind of wish we didn't know, but maybe next year we have maybe we have a race for every milestone next year. I don't know about a marathon. I don't know if I could put a marathon on. Yeah, we need to keep that destination. Um, yeah, know. I think that's part of the part of the fun of it. Too. I had I had a couple yeah. people ask me, "Are you going to move it around?" Which I haven't thought about that. You know, yeah. maybe. We're doing Disney this year. Maybe we do somewhere else different next year. That's a cool idea. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. There's just so many cool things that I don't even think we understand what's coming with Run Club. Yeah, I think you're right. And it's neat to see it develop. As as we go, it just kind of morphs and it changes direction. And you've mentioned before how many times about God's billboards and or him, him excuse me, him, him putting light on our path. And, and I, I, that's what I see happening. I see us moving in the direction that God nudges us towards and the path that he lights up. And uh, that path, we think we know what that path may look like right now, but what we've learned is that what we think uh, isn't necessarily where we're going. When it's funny you say that, because I was actually thinking about this next story, but Sunday morning we, we get to church, and like I said, the, the run club – we're not a humongous church. We're a pretty big church. We average probably 500 people in service on Sunday morning. So when you throw 150 new people, everybody notices. And, yeah. you know, me being a Baptist, which this, this curriculum is really non-denominational, but, you know, Baptist people, they come in looking for their seat and we, we were taking a lot of people's seats. Yeah. But they were awesome. I, I mean, about our that. church family, they, they loved it and they were just so warm and welcoming. But Charlie got up to preach and I had no idea what Charlie was going to preach about. Yeah. I had no idea what he was going to be preaching about, but he started preaching about how, you know, number one, God allows us to go through things for a reason. Mm-hmm. And some of those reasons, we may never connect the dots, but sometimes those dots may connect over us. And when he started talking about that, it just really gave me cold chills. I don't even know if you know, but I wasn't supposed to go up there after the service. Oh, wow. But I went up there and I said, I need to say something to yeah. Charlie. And I kind of thought he'd tell me no, because <laughs> <laughs> you don't usually just let somebody get up there. But he... he he said, yeah, get up there and say it. And what my point was, was to Charlie's point in his message, you know, 11 years ago, H.R. Poe didn't want to say what he said to me. Mitch, don't let this become your God. Now, he'll tell you today, that's not a statement that he wanted to make. He knew it would make me mad. He knew it was stepping on my toes. He knew it was kind of meddling a little bit. But that's what God was really telling him to do. And that's not what I wanted to hear. You know, here I was telling them about my kids and things I was doing. And, and so it's not what I wanted to hear. Then fast forward a little bit and I didn't want to start this ministry. I didn't. I fought it. And and because I felt so inadequate, you know, yeah. it's just even today I still feel inadequate, but I don't really care now because I know this is I know this is where God has us. Yeah, um, because I wasn't even really a good runner and I wasn't a theologian. I hadn't been to seminary and I don't know the Bible as well as I should. And I've never taught anything. I mean, I can list so many things, reasons why I couldn't do it. And so that's not what I wanted to do. And then I didn't want to, you know, walk away 
from a business that I had built, and my wife didn't want to walk away from a career that she had been to school for, and just all these litany of things. But I didn't realize that the dots were connecting over us. Yeah. And HR didn't want to say those seven words to me, but God knew that HR needed to say those seven words so that George Williams could come to the foot of the cross. That's right. Eleven, ten years later, nine years later, how many years it was. You know, we started hearing stories about um, Rebecca McGeorge making some connections through Run for God, and now she's doing mission work out of the country. In fact, she's she's got her own nonprofit now doing local missions. Um, ben Reed. Ben Reed. I mean, all these names and these stories that we heard were all a result of HR yeah. doing something that he thought was completely, that he didn't want to do, and God saw that, he, we're just we're just stepping stones for God, and yeah. you know, just like the story with with George and the rain, and I thought I messed it up, and, and sometimes we're we're arrogant enough to think that we're more than a stepping stone, and we're not. Yeah, we're we're simply vessels that God uses to reach out, and 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 so that I'm starting to see that, and and God is really starting to um, illustrate that in my life. And and to have peace with that, you know, I've that's another thing. Peace has kind of been on my radar for what a month now, two months. It's, yeah. it's kind of been a reoccurring theme with me, and I'm starting to see that I don't have a clue where this ministry is going. People, Gay and I were talking yesterday, and and she said some people were asking, kind of for an update of Run for God because, you know, early last year we we really thought this was it. Mm-hmm. We didn't know what was going to happen when classes started closing up as they should have. And, um, you know, the spigot just turned off. And I, I, I said it the other night, Saturday night, I said, you know, the world kind of went dark. Yeah. But there was a candle that run for God and it was called Run Club. Yeah. And God knew what was going to happen, but we didn't. And so to think about, to finally, for God to finally reveal that to me that, and he's been trying to reveal it forever. I'm just, maybe I'm just now getting it. We just need to trust, not worry, have peace, and know that he may just be stepping over us, but he's bringing us along with him the whole time. And I don't know. Well, back to what Charlie was preaching on. He he started out by talking about blessings. Sure. And how very often our blessings come out of uncomfortable or even bad circumstances Mm -hmm. and in this case when you talk about run club and how run club started and how at that point things were not good Mm -hmm. and we were worried about what was going to happen and but all of that had to happen Mm -hmm. for us to be where we are today and so all of these great things that have that have happened over this past week all, all of those people that came to dalton georgia there was a lot of tough things that happened between the time that HR said those seven words and those people showed up at Grove Level North on that Saturday morning, there were a lot of things that that came that were hard to weather. Mm -hmm. Uh, But every one of them was part of the building blocks of those blessings. 
Yeah. And I just, I, I'm just amazed to watch God take a guy who was broken at the time, was upset, was not in the right frame of mind, who could not possibly be used by God, but to be used by God. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what he does. It's what he's done. You look at all those stories in the Bible where he used Moses, the guy who said, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. And he used him anyway. And to, you know, to take a guy like yourself who just never, ever, ever in a million years would have thought this is what I'd be doing. I mean, if somebody would have said 10 years ago, this is what you're going to be doing 10 years from now, that could see into the future, you'd have been like, you're crazy. There's well, no what's way. funny is for you, too. That's the same thing. For Holly. For, I mean, when we started running for God, Gay was teaching school. Yeah. And now she's helping it run for God. And, and just all the people that God has put in our paths that I would I would – I would dare to say that if you'd ask everybody to raise their hand Saturday night who thought 10 years ago that they would be sitting in Grove Level Baptist Church in Dalton, Georgia at a run for God something. I mean, it's 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 just insane. Everybody would have said no. I would yeah. have never thought that because of the stories we heard. And we heard some pretty radical stories Saturday night too. That we did. It's just that the lives that have been changed there again, not because of anything that you or I have done. It just it gives me even more motivation to go out and scream from the rooftops. You need to be part of this. And that's what I was just going to say is that how many people are there out there? Because not everybody knows about Run Club. I mean, it's a fraction of the people in this country, in this world that know what Run Club is and how Run Club could possibly impact them. And it makes, like you said, it makes you want to, there's thousands of people out there who are just like the people, those 150 that were at Mm -hmm. the church on that Saturday night, listening to all of these stories, worshiping with Ben through music, doing all of those things together and having just a great night. There's thousands more out there who would love to be, millions, if, if they just knew about it and so that's why we keep saying you know tell people about run club it's not just this is not a matter of just making run club bigger to make yours and my ego bigger that's not what this is about this is all about sharing jesus with more people and more people being able to experience that blessing that we got to experience this past weekend yeah i think it's funny that the bigger it gets i don't know i don't want I shouldn't say the more I want to take a back seat, but like when I, I said what I said Saturday morning on the on the trailer before the race, and then I turned it over to to Charlie and you and Julia Kelly to sing the national anthem. You know, I got down off the trailer and I just walked kind of the back of the crowd because I, I think this is our heart. We don't want it to be about us. I love to get around outside. I know we need to say stuff and we need to be out front in circum- certain situations, but I love to get in the background and we'll just watch. Yeah. Because that was an incredible picture. I mean, I said it Saturday night that this is a picture of heaven. Mm-hmm. The, you know, we had people there from all over the country. We had people from all different um, denominations. I even kind of poked fun, you know, when. <laughs> When Ben was singing, I could see the Pentecostals in the crowd. I could point them out. I know who they were. But that is just awesome. You know, some yeah. people had their hands down on their side. Some people had their hands raised. 
Some people were singing out loud. Some people weren't singing at all. We had different shapes and sizes and colors. And that's what God does. Yeah. Is our world needs more of that, especially today with what's going on in the news. Even today, what's going on in the news. Our world needs more Jesus. Not yeah. run for God. Run for God is just a vessel by which Jesus works. Our world needs more Jesus because there's so much hate and vitriol and divisiveness and just, you know, we're not getting into politics at all, but we need more Jesus. We yeah. don't need more Republicans. We don't need more Democrats. We need more Jesus. And that's what I saw this weekend with this group of people. And people that were really excited about Jesus. I mean, people who were just on fire. And you mentioned yourself kind of blending into the crowd and getting in the back of the crowd. You know what I saw this weekend? I saw a bunch of people doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. I saw a bunch of people who we've got some really vocal people mm -hmm. in Run Club, and they're fantastic people, fantastic people. I won't mention them by name, but, <laughs> but they know who they are. Listening. They know who they are. But I saw those same people. That were so worried about, sure. um, I had a couple of things that people asked me about because they'd seen what was going on online. People asked me about Debbie and how my wife was doing because wow. they know that she's gone through some medical things recently and they wanted to know that. Mm -hmm. um, some of them, the first thing people did when they came to me was to say, how'd you girls do? Mm -hmm. You know, it's. It's all about everybody else, and that's kind of this whole group. They're all so focused on lifting everybody else up. How many times have we heard somebody say, "This group"? I've been in all these other groups, and there's always this negativity in all these groups that's kind of in the fringes or in the background or even overtly right in your face. But I don't see that in this group. All I see is people lifting each other up. It is so spectacular. And I'm getting goosebumps just talking about it. And being a part of this, I am so humbled at being a part of something that is is—it's just clearly God-inspired. And I can't believe that I'm in the middle of it. Well, and you talk about some of our loudest ones being the most kind of sheepish. Um, you, you didn't hear this. You were sitting on up front Sunday morning, but. Sunday morning, I was sitting right in front of um, Patrick and Angie Hawkins. And uh, I had, Ben was really wanting to meet HR. And HR and, and his wife, Adrian, they're, you know, they're, they're still trying to be careful um, with the whole COVID thing. And um, so they, they didn't come to any of the festivities this year. And, uh, which rightfully so. Yeah. And, but, but they were there Sunday morning, but they were, up in the far corner. Talk about getting in the shadows. Hmm. HR was in the far corner of the balcony, but he was like right across from us. So you could see him up there. And I knew Ben that was really wanting to meet him and, and was bummed that he wasn't there. So I, I kind of pulled Ben aside and I said, Hey, you wanted to meet HR. I'm not, we're not going to kind of point him out to everybody, but I said, he's sitting right there if you want to go up and talk to him. And so Ben ran up there and, and I talked to HR. I stopped by HR's house yesterday. And I mean, it just made HR's day that, he got to meet Ben, but when Ben was going up the stairs, Angie leaned up to me and she said, and I'm going to get choked up thinking about this, but she was in tears when she said this. She said, you've got to wonder what HR's thinking looking down. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and all this, because he sees it too. He sees God put seven words on his heart that he did not want to say, and now he's looking down 
and run for God is packing this church out. And, I mean, HR got emotional yesterday. But there again, Angie, our I don't mind to say it, our, probably our most loudest and vocal and hyper and you're wore out after just talking to her for 10 <laughs> minutes. True. You know, you've sat across this table from her. <laughs> yeah. But she was moved to tears and just to see what God's doing because she knows it's not us. It's yeah. HR could have never have imagined what was going on. And I don't know. It was just an, an awesome weekend. I can't wait to do it again next year. Um, I don't know. You got anything else to wrap up? We're kind of we're kind of unscripted today, and just kind of wanted to to recap the weekend. Yeah, just just a conversation on what happened, and it's still uh, even even now. It's I just talked with uh, my aunt who lives out in Washington, where my mother was when she passed away. Um, she was staying with her. They were their sisters, just kind of getting along. It, my mother's last, I've mentioned it before, her last year of her life was amazing because she spent that time out there. I got to talk to her yesterday and talk to her a little bit about how special this past week was. And I remember there was a time, Sunday morning, and I'll just be, I'll be open about this. Sunday morning I had a hard time. It was, I almost couldn't come to church Sunday morning. Nobody knows this. I haven't even said this. Now I'm saying it out here to people all over the country. But I had a really, really hard time Sunday morning because all I could think about was how special all of this is and how much my mother would have loved to have shared this because her heart is a lot like all of these run club people. Mm-hmm. Her heart is she just loves to see people do big things, see big things, accomplish things. She just would have been on cloud nine just knowing what was going on um, in in my life with this ministry and, and with all of these people. And it, it just completely overwhelmed me like nothing has ever overwhelmed me. I've never been as emotional as I was Sunday morning. For, for, for about 30 minutes, mm-hmm. I was a basket case. Mm. and that's what this club has done Mm -hmm. for me and for what i see in it is um i now it it, at the end it what what finally got me over that was thinking oh she's seeing it yeah her and david hendrix were up there in their front front pew of the service up there and they were watching the whole thing that's right and so yeah, I mean, your mom was like that. She was, her and David were, they were just unforgot cheerleaders. They were, yeah. they were anything cheerleaders. Yeah. They loved to be part of stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. that's, I, I always remember what David used to say. I want to find where God's working and I want to go there. And we need more people like that. We do. We do. Yep. All right. So, I hope you enjoyed this unscripted podcast maybe we'll do this again sometime this was pretty fun yeah it was kind of fun we have to that was yeah one more time may god bless every step of every run now go out there and shine your light good job dean for more information about the run for god ministry go to runforgod.com if you have questions about your salvation click on the peace with god tab There's nothing more important. 
Thanks for joining us today. 